Go with me to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, and we're going to read from verse 12. Mark 11 and verse 12, and we'll skip to verse 20, and we'll skip to verse 27. Just like we did last week. If you have found it, say amen. amen. Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. If you, didn't, if you didn't hear my last week's message, you can go listen to that. And uh, I talked about the humanity and the divinity of Christ. It says, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. I want to say nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard him or they heard it. Let's keep to verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which thou cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to, him, to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly, or verily I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which uh, he says will come to pass or will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Let's go to verse 27. Then they came again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests, the scribes and the elders came to him. And they said to him, by what authority are you doing these things? I want to say authority. They were asking Jesus, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority to do these things? So we understand that all that Jesus did here in this chapter was done because he was a man who had authority. What did Jesus have? He had authority. He had authority. And, and the people around him could tell that he had authority. They could tell. That's why they asked him the question. By what authority do you do this thing? So who gave you this authority? So when Jesus spoke to the fig tree. He spoke to the tree. In authority. In authority. And it's important that we understand that the born-again believer is the most dangerous force on the planet. I said the born-again believer is the most dangerous force on the planet. Because we carry the same authority that Jesus had. Who gave you this authority to do this thing? By whose authority do you do these things? I need you to know that if you have given your life to Jesus, you are the most dangerous force on the earth. Because you carry the authority of heaven. The things you say carry the sanction of heaven. The believer Needs to understand this. But unfortunately, many don't. But it's important we do. Understanding that the believer is one with authority. Authority is better than power. Authority is better than power. We have authority. We have authority. 
We have authority. I said we have authority. A believer in Christ carries authority. And the authority you carry is the authority of heaven. The same authority that Jesus had. The same authority that Jesus demonstrated is the same authority we have today. Not small authority. Not lesser authority. Not weaker authority. The same authority. The same authority with which he told the blind to open their eyes and the soul. The same authority with which he told devils to come out of people. The same authority with which he told the fig tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again, is the same authority that a Christian carries. The same. I pray you listen with your hearts today, not with your ears. Because these words are spirit and life. And when these words come into you, they do something to you. They cause something to erupt. Something has to erupt in someone today. To the place where you understand, to the point where you understand that you carry the same authority as Jesus. Come on now. I say you carry the same authority as Jesus. You carry the same authority as Jesus. He that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he do it also. And even greater works. Because I go to my Father. You carry the same authority. And today, I want to show you how to release this authority. Who wants to know how to release this authority? Awesome. So say with me, I am the most dangerous force on the planet. My God, say it like you mean it. I'm the most dangerous force on the planet. The things I say carry the sanction of heaven. Say it again. I'm the most dangerous force on the planet. The things that I say carry the sanction of heaven. Say this. I have the same authority that Jesus walked in. Say it one more, one more time. I have the same authority. That Jesus walked in. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. So the born again believer is a carrier of the dominion of heaven. Therefore the things you speak in faith. Has power to produce. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You have authority. You have authority. It's important we understand the summary of this verse is this. You have authority. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. My message is not believe it, confess it, and receive it. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is kingdom dominion. What I'm talking about is exercising kingdom authority. That's what I'm talking about. Not believe it, confess it, and receive it. I'm not about positive confession. Because a lot of people can confess positively. But that's not what this is about. This is about exercising kingdom dominion. Kingdom authority. Not letting the activities of darkness prevail over your life and family. Telling the devil that he has no place in your life. Telling circumstances... That they have no place in your life and in your family. Telling that sickness and that disease. That it has no right to ravage your body. You've got to exercise your kingdom dominion. Kingdom authority. Telling the devil that he has no place in your home. That he cannot touch your kids. Mm -hmm. We are so quiet so many times. 
When the enemy comes in and tries to wreak havoc in people's homes and lives and businesses, and you see Christians keep quiet, when you have authority residing on the inside of you, just as Jesus would not let the devil come make any mess in his life, that is how we must not let the devil mess up anything about us. You have been given authority. You've got to use it. And how do you use this authority? Jesus said to the fig tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Jesus released authority from the spoken words. That's how to release authority. That's how to use authority. You speak to the circumstances of life. And just like I asked you last week, think about it. The Bible says, in response, Jesus said to the fig tree. So my question last week was this. Did the fig tree say anything to Jesus? Because it says there, in response. Would you respond to something that is saying nothing to you? If you stand in front of a tree and you speak to the tree and people see you speaking to the tree, they'll think something has gone wrong with you. Is that correct? You've gone cocoa. You know what I mean? Something is wrong. They'll think something is, there is this wire that's disconnected in your head. That's what people will think. But... Jesus spoke to it in response. Now, what does that mean? The tree did not literally speak, physically speak to Jesus, but the tree was occupying space. And the tree was not supposed to be there because the tree was taking up space and the tree was not producing any fruit. There are things in your life that's taking up space. There are things in your life that should not be there. There are things that the enemy has introduced into your family, into your business, into your personal life. And you've got to begin to tell them it enough is enough. Come on now. You've got to open your mouth and release authority. You have authority. The great man of God told a story how he said he was having a conversation with Jesus. This was an amazing vision the Lord gave him a, a, an open vision. And while the Lord was there with him and they were having this conversation, and, and it, a demon showed up. A, a monkey-looking demon. Demons are like monkeys. A monkey-looking demon came, came, came and, and basically began to interrupt the conversation of this great man of God and Jesus in this amazing vision. And, and the monkey was was just misbehaving and jumping up and saying yakity yakity yak yak yakity yakity yak yak yakity yakity yak yak he was just bothering the man of god and while this demon was jumping yakity yakity yak yak yakity yakity yak yak the man of god could no more hear jesus and jesus was speaking but the man of god could not hear him anymore and the man of god was on the other side hoping that jesus was going to tell this monkey-looking demon to leave. And he waited and waited, and Jesus did nothing about it. And suddenly, it dawned on him. If I don't do anything about this, Jesus won't do nothing about it. And the man of God said to the demon, Get out in Jesus' name, and the demon took off running. And the man of God continued his conversation with Jesus. And he asked the Lord, why didn't you do anything about it? Jesus said, I couldn't. I did what? I couldn't. Why couldn't Jesus do it? Because he's giving us the authority. If you do nothing about it, nothing will be done about it. If you say nothing about it, nothing will be done about it. The authority of heaven has been deposited in your spirit. And when you release that authority by the words you speak, 
That's why I said the believer in Christ is the most dangerous force on the planet. But they don't know it. And that is important because when we know that we are the most dangerous force on the planet, the enemy will not mess us up. Problems will not mess us up. Demons will not mess us up. Come on now, say amen. amen. You must understand who you are as a believer. You must. It's a must. If you don't, the enemy will rob you blind. You've got to know this. Some people have this spirit and this problem jumping all over their house and disturbing them and saying yakti, yakti, yak, yak. And, and they do nothing about it. And, and they're just there letting the enemy have a field day. It's time to speak. Tell three people it's time to speak. It's time to exercise your dominion. It's time to exercise your authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And Jesus turned around and gave the same authority to the church. We have authority in Jesus' name. Come on now, say amen. amen. You can take authority over sickness. You can take authority over demons. You can take exercise authority over any problem of life. You've got authority in Jesus' name. Don't, don't let the devil mess your life up. Don't let problems mess your life up. Don't, don't let this thing stay. It's time to speak. Come on now, say amen. amen. We've got authority. I said we've got authority. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. You know, some people have spoken life, 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 life. And that's why they are enjoying what they are enjoying today. While others have spoken death, 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 death. That's why they are going through what they are going through. Listen to me, people. What have you been saying? What have you been saying? What have you been declaring over your life? What have you been declaring over your children? What have you been de declaring over your destiny? What have you been declaring? What? What have you been declaring over your business? Death and life. Everyone say death and life. Amen. They are in the power of the tongue. We talk a lot about the great Smith Wigglesworth, the Englishman. Who we believed, as a story tells us, so many things that we've read and heard about him. One of the things we heard about him was the fact that he was used by God. Uh, and he said, if God does not move, I'll move him. We also heard about him. He said uh, uh, that he raised up about 27 people from, from the dead back to life. But one other thing that I, I heard about him was the, the, the fact that he would, not, he would not allow any idle word come out of his mouth. He was very careful about the things he said. I heard a story. They said they brought him some criminals. And they asked him to, to just say something about these criminals. And they lined up the criminals in front of him. And they asked him to say something about them. And, and he looked at one of them. And instead of scolding this criminal. Instead of telling the criminal how terrible he, he, he is. Or was. He, he looked at him and he looked at his eyes. And he said, oh, those are nice, beautiful eyes. He would not let anything negative come out of his mouth. When you see a criminal, you want to say how terrible you are, how bad you are, how could you do this, how could you do that? You're going to burn in hell. Repent or you go to hell. Is that not what most people would say? But he chose to see the beauty in the man. He chose to see the beauty in the man. And he looked at his eyes and he said, those eyes are beautiful. No wonder when a man like that told devils to leave, they left. No wonder when a man like that says, God move, God moves. No wonder a man like that could tell the dead to come back to life. No wonder. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue, but... You see, a lot of people negate life because they speak death. What you've been speaking 
has been limiting the effectiveness of your authority. What you've been declaring has been hampering the effectiveness of your authority. You must stop speaking things that do not line up with the word of God. If you want to be effective when you speak. Are you listening to me now? This is very important. I want you to go with me to the book of James in chapter 3. Exercising your authority. Exercising your kingdom dominion. This is what I'm talking about today. James in chapter 3, have you seen it? Let's read from verse 1. It says, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers. For you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man. Able also to bridle or bridle his old body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Now, you, you, know, you know how to guide a horse when you mount a horse and you're riding a horse. How do you guide it? The way you do it is with the bits in the mouth of the horse. When you pull, the horse knows where you want to turn. You, you, don't, you don't guide a horse by pulling his feet. You don't guide a horse by knocking his head. You don't guide a horse by pulling his tail. You guide a horse by pulling his mouth. So what the Bible is, the picture the Bible is painting here is to show us how our tongue can guide our life. How the things we say can determine the outcome of our lives. Because we carry kingdom dominion. When Jesus said to the fig tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Jesus was releasing the dominion that he carried on the inside. By the words he spoke, he saw the things he wanted to see. So the Bible shows us here that just like you guide a hearse with the beat in his mouth, that is how you guide your life by the things you say. Is somebody getting this today? The things you say will determine the course of your life. This is important. Unfortunately, you have people say the right thing, and then when they come under pressure, they begin to say the wrong things. You have people say what God says, and then when they come under pressure, they begin to say what the devil says. Don't ever negate the truth by speaking contrary to the truth. Because you carry dominion what you say is powerful. So, let's keep reading here. So, if we put beats in the, in the mouths mouth of horses, verse 3, so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Just think about how, how big that horse looks. How strong that stallion is. But you guide this big, powerful horse. By controlling its mouth. My God. Your whole life is controlled. By what you say. You are where you are today. Because of the things you have been saying. I say you are where you are today. Because of the things you have been saying. Everything we say. Is seed. When we say things in faith. We are sowing seeds. And the seed must produce a harvest. Come on now. It is so important that we're very careful about the things we say. Don't forget, I said to you, this is not positive confession. Negative confession. This is kingdom dominion. 
Don't ever forget, this is kingdom dominion. You carry authority in you. The things you say are backed up by heaven. That's why I give the example of Smith Wigglesworth. Because this man walked in such dominion. When he told demons to leave, demons left. When he told cancer to come out, cancer fell off. When he told the devil to back. Listen, when he spoke, he spoke in authority. And at this juncture, I'm going to tell you, you've got to also be quick to hear and slow to speak. Some of you are so in a hurry to give your opinion. Some of you are so in a hurry to, to tell what you think about it. Listen to me. Until you hear the full story, don't give your opinion. Are you listening now to me? What did Jesus say? Judge not that ye be not judged. Is that correct? Condemn not so that you are not what? Condemned. Because you carry kingdom, dominion, kingdom, authority. The things you say are important. I am very slow to speak. I'm very slow, especially when it is about someone else. What do you think, Pastor Godwell? I'm not thinking about them. Honestly. I've been asked questions about a preacher. or you know, People want to find out from you what you think about that man. What you think about... No, I don't think about them. I am minding my business. And some are busybodies, they don't mind their business, and that is why they get into trouble because they talk rubbish. Your mouth will lead you into trouble if you don't watch what you say. It's getting quiet in the back now. Your mouth will lead you into trouble if you don't mind what you say. You've got to be slow to speak, be quick to hear. Hear, listen, listen, just listen. But what's your opinion? I don't think I have any opinion right now. I'm still thinking I'm praying about it. No, you've got to tell us what you think. No, I don't have to tell you what I think. And if I have to tell you what I think right now, I think you need to shut up. You need to shut up. If that's what you want to hear. So you shut up and let me think. And let me pray. And let me hear from the other side. And let me really know about the Holy Ghost what is going on before I speak. Is somebody listening to what I'm saying this afternoon? Look at verse 4, it says, look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very, very small rudder. Just think about that. Look at how big, I mean, these this ships are big. You go, you go on a cruise, on a cruise boat. You, you see how big those things are. Some of them are like 20-story building, actually. That's really, that's how high they are. The height of some of those ships. They have hotels in them. And they have a hotel manager that runs the whole hotel and, and everything that happens on the ship. And, and then you have the captain. And then you have others. And then you have all the staff working on the ship. And sometimes they go for three months. But those ships are big. But the power of the sea moves them except for that rudder. The small thing, if you ever study and you go look up the ship, the small thing behind it. And of course, back in the days when they had this big wheel, steering wheel, but now you have this Small joystick, and you just control it with a small joystick, and, and that rudder behind it just determines where the ship goes. This big, mighty ship, tons and tons. But that small rudder, you, 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 you turn it, and it, it knows where to go. Go, go right, go left. The Bible is telling us, like that small rudder, that is exactly how your tongue is. That's exactly how your tongue, your tongue carries so much power. The believer in Christ carries so much authority, so much dominion, so much power. That when you speak, 
Your life turns. Your life turns. Your life turns. Which direction? Where do you want to see your life in the next two years? Where do you want to see yourself in the next five years? God says, I've given you the authority. I've given you the dominion to determine your future. Oh, Lord, my future is in your hands. Let me tell you today, your future is in your mouth. Your come on now. Your my Lord, my future is in your hands. Your future is in your mouth. Come on now, say amen. amen. So just as that small rudder would determine wherever the ship goes, that is how your tongue determines where your life would go. Look at verse 5. It says, so also. Are you reading this with me? This is so good. I don't know about you, but my God, I read this for like two weeks. So <laughs> I've been meditating on this for like two weeks, to be honest with you, you know. Like every now and then. But it says, it says, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. Your tongue is a small member, but it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. Who knows what wildfire is? Who knows what wild wildfire? You know what wildfire is? You see it happen in so many places. Yeah, you watch CNN and all that. But you know how wildfire starts? Just a small spark. It sparks just small. And before you know it, the forest is taking over. Before you know it, the whole place is burnt down. You, you were telling me, Andrea, you were telling me of what happened. Was that last year? Yeah, last year. Exactly. Burned to the ground. And here's what happens. Here's what happens. Wildfire has the ability to jump. Oh, yeah. It jumps. It, it would jump from this place to that. You, you think it's just boom, it jumps over to the next place. It's wild. But how does it start? Just a small spark. The Bible describes your tongue like a small spark. I heard the great Joyce Meyer, love that woman of God. She said these words. Wound inflicted with knife will heal. But wound inflicted with tongue may never heal. Think about that. Wound inflicted with knife may heal, but wound inflicted with words may never heal. The tongue is a small member, but it boasts of big things. Like a wildfire, like a forest set ablaze. It starts small. If you're not careful, the things that you are saying will lead you to a place you don't want to be. But it's important we look at these in the positive. You might start speaking, but it's just small stuff you're talking about. But if you keep speaking in faith, if you keep speaking in authority, you're going to see your life go to a whole new place. You're going to begin to see the blessing of God. I don't care what you're going through. Your future is in that mouth. Your future is in that tongue. If you would take the word of God at face value. And you would believe God's word with all of your heart. Begin to speak over your marriage. Begin to speak over your children. Begin to speak over your business. Begin to speak over your, your family. Just begin to speak over everything that concerns you. And guess what's going to happen? As you speak, faith rises up. And you begin to see change here. And change there. And blessings here. And blessings there. And all of a sudden you discover your life is not what it used to be. You look back and 
and you see where God has brought you from because you've taken the word of God. You put it in your heart and you put it in your mouth for out of the heart we, we have faith but out of the mouth comes forth the faith that we carry in our hearts and if we begin to speak we're going to begin to see the hand of God and the move of God in our lives, in our homes, in our businesses, in everything that we do. It is not over until you have broken through. Come on, give the Lord a big shout of hallelujah. I said it's not over. You are broken through. It's not over. Don't let the devil tell you it's over because it's not. Don't let all those negative people come around you and speak negativity and put a wet blanket over your fire. Don't let them come over you and speak nonsense and tell you you can do it. The moment they tell you you can do it, say, I'm going to do it. In actual fact, when they say you can do it, then do it and do more. Come on now, shout hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. Tell three people I can do all things. Tell three people I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, if I'm speaking to you, shout the biggest amen in this place. Let your amen be the loudest if I'm talking to you. Come on now, say amen. The tongue is a small member, but see how great a fire the tongue can ignite. Verse 6 says, and the tongue is a fire. My God. A world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. Verse 7, watch this now. Are you still here? For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. Is that correct? People tame all kinds of, even wild beasts, lions, tigers, name them. People tame them. People have them as pets at home because they've been tamed. Reptile. You see some of these videos where kids are playing with, with an, an anaconda. With, with, with a huge, it's been, it, it lives with them. Yeah, but I hope that one has been tamed well because <laughs> that one don't need to bite you. It just needs to choke the life out of people and, 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 and swallow them whole. But you see those things, they've been tamed. Wildcats are being tamed and reptiles are being tamed. And people have them as pets today. I don't recommend that though. <laughs> but it's the word of God and we know it's true. Right? The Bible says that these things have been tamed by mankind. By man, mankind. But verse 8 says, but no human being can tame the tongue. Wow. It is a restless evil. Full of deadly poison. <laughs> My God. You can't tame the tongue in, the, in your strength, in your own ability. That's why he gave us the Holy Ghost. And you notice when he gave us the Holy Ghost, he gave us a new tongue. Come on, Ashad, amen. When he gave us the Holy Ghost, he gave us a new tongue. That's why we, we, we have speaking in tongues. He, he, he has tamed our tongue. Can someone say Amen. Because we couldn't. It says in verse 9, With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. My God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and my sisters, these things ought not to be so. I exalt thee, O Lord, I exalt thee, O Lord, I bless you, Lord, I worship you.
you were just singing, I exalt thee. What's happening now? What's, what's going on? From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, my sisters, my brethren, this shouldn't be so. Look at verse 11. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? The answer is no. Can a fig tree, now no, look at that, fig tree. Remember the fig tree we read about? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? The answer is no. Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. By their fruit, we shall know them. Look at, go with me to the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 6. Is this helping anybody today? Isaiah, we read uh, chapter 6. Kingdom dominion, exercising kingdom authority. We carry the authority of heaven in us, so we must be careful what we say with our mouth. It says in verse 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain or two he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy uh, is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him who that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man, watch this now, watch what Isaiah the prophet said. For I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo. This had touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Are you seeing how the mouth can actually lead people into trouble? Are you seeing how the mouth can negate what you should enjoy and the life that you are supposed to live? Isaiah says the glory of God. Guess what he cried out? I am unclean. Unclean where? In my tongue. That's why James tells us that no man can tame the tongue. And, and man has been able to tame all kinds of wild beasts and reptiles. But no man can tame the tongue. If, listen to me, a man who is able to control what he says will see the power of God in an unprecedented way. I'm telling you, a man who is able to control what he says will see the glory of God like never before. Amen. Will enjoy the blessing of God like never before. I'm telling you, it, it, <laughs> this is so vital. So Isaiah said, Lord, I am unclean because my tongue is unclean. And I, I, I'm not just unclean because my tongue is unclean. I also dwell in the midst of men that are unclean in their lips. All I've been hearing is negativity. All I've been hearing is is this, we are so unclean because of the stuff that we are speaking. Isaiah cries out. And the Bible says a seraphim brought a coal of fire and put it on his tongue. And he said to him, your iniquity has been purged. Look at Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. I want everyone to turn here, please. This is a very important verse. We're going to read verse 16 to verse 19, Proverbs chapter 6. If you have found it, say, praise the Lord. Amen. These six things the Lord hates. That one says six. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. Well, let's just first define what an abomination is. The word abomination means something 
that is extremely offensive. Something that is unacceptable. Something that is disgusting. Something that's loathsome, utterly loathsome. That's what the word uh, abomination means. So, six things the Lord hates. I want to say six things. But he says, yes, seven are an abomination to him. Now look at the six. Number one, a proud look. Number two, a lying tongue. My God, some people, when they open their mouth, lies just come out. <laughs> Number three, hands that shed innocent blood. Number four, a heart that devises wicked plans. Some people just devise wicked plans on the bed. While lying down, they're thinking of something bad to do. Number five, feet that are swift in running to evil. Number six, a false witness who speaks lies. And watch the seventh. What is the seventh? He that sows discord among brethren. That is an abomination. That is six the Lord hates. That is an abomination, the seventh. He that sows discord among brethren. How do you sow discord? Well, if I, if I start telling this brother stuff about that brother negatively, you know what I'm doing? I'm sowing seeds of discord because I'm trying to separate them. Have you noticed that when someone comes to you and tells you all this Negative, negative stuff about someone else that you've never met. The moment you meet them, you have a bad attitude towards them. Have you noticed that? You know what happened to you? Because they've sown a seed in you. They've given you something. They've, they've poisoned you. They've injected this poison into you. And the moment you see them, you have a bad attitude towards them. But you don't even know them. You've never heard them. You've never talked with them. How, how come you have a bad attitude now towards them when you don't really know them? Because someone had poisoned you. They've sown a seed of discord. They've, they've injected you with, with something. A young man came to see me here. This was a number of years ago. And uh, he was sitting with me there in the back. And he said, while we kept talking, he said, wow. Uh, you're different. You're not what they say you are. Who said? Well, I walked into this place and I saw these people gathering and talking about you. What? But I was just shocked. I, I really, I'm, I'm amazed. Uh, you are not what they say. That's the way it is. People sit around and talk about you. But it's okay. They talk about you because... You are a threat to them. If you're doing nothing, nobody's going to talk about you. I thought someone was going to rejoice. No, really, if you're doing nothing, nobody will talk about you. If, if you're just nobody, you're doing nothing, you, you're not impacting nobody, you're not going against the flow. You know, it takes a live, lively fish to swim against the current. I enjoy wildlife, so I watch how, how salmons travel, and they travel against the current, and they swim against the current, and the current is flowing this way, but you watch those fish as they swim against the current, and they actually leap up against every obstacle. If you're doing nothing, nobody will say nothing. If you're like everybody, everyone will love you. But the moment you are different... Hey, glory. Jesus was oddity. Do you think Jesus fit in? When, you think when Jesus walked the earth, he fit in? Jesus did not fit in. He was oddity. Purposely, he was offending religious people. Come on now. I mean, Jesus showed up and everyone got offended. At one time, he preached a very strong message. Everybody left. Every. Those that have eaten all the fish and the bread. <laughs> they all left. They were so angry. Jesus was not. 
Listen, Jesus was not going to fit into the status quo. And if, if we want to be different, we can't fit into the status quo. We can't do what everyone does. We can't live how everyone lives and expect to, be, to, to, to impact anybody. Can't impact people by living like everybody. You impact people by living different. Come on now, shout hallelujah. Jesus was total oddity. Completely against the system. Did not allow them to put him in a box. Did not live according to their structure. Come on, he came with the structure of the kingdom of God. And if you don't like it, well, he has no apology. I mean, Jesus was not going to apologize. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, 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 guys. You remember I fed you fish and, and bread the other day? Come on, guys. Why are you leaving me? Come on, come on, stay with me. He said, he said, <laughs> he said, he said, if you don't drink my blood and eat my flesh, you're not part of me. And, and they said, um, is this cannibalism? Are we, are we going to now eat people? What do you mean eat your flesh? Drink your blood? We're not cannibals. But he wasn't talking about that. He was talking about wholehearted commitment. Don't just come around for what you can get. That's the, that's the attitude. Some people just come around, oh, what, 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 I, what can I get? What can be given to me? Jesus said to the twelve, what about you? Are you not going to leave with them? P Peter said, Lord, where can we go? We've left everything and we've followed you. You have the word of eternal life. Amen. You talk about commitment to God. Amen. That is what God's looking for. Amen. Come on, shout hallelujah. All-hearted commitment. Complete commitment. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, glory to God. I don't know if anyone is getting blessed like, bro, 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 like my brother here. Anyone getting blessed like him? Come on, if you don't respond, he's going to respond. Come on now. Hallelujah. People get nervous. If it's blessing, you shout amen. If it's not, say, Lord, help me. <laughs> if you need to change, say, oh, me. But you must say something. Don't sit there and look at me like, what is he talking about? But you know I'm talking about you. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus did not fit in. They were talking about me. Okay, praise God. Because I'm not going to fit in. We refuse to fit in. Praise God. We're going to swim against the current. Amen. Amen. We will not be put in a box. We we're not going to be told, do it like this. This is how everyone does it. No, that's not how everyone does it. We do it like God's word says. Oh, yeah. Come on now, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, Pastor Godwell. Don't you know that we live in Istanbul? Uh, everyone compromises. No, no. Everyone does not compromise. Don't, don't you know? Don't you understand? I don't understand. I understand what the word of God says. Don't you know? Don't you, don't you know what people are dealing with? Let me tell you. If you keep thinking that way. And you keep talking that way. You'll never see the glory of God. You never, you never, you you'll never, you'll never rise up to enjoy the fullness of what God has for you. Never. So let them talk about you. In actual fact, if they're not talking about you, then I have a question for you: What's wrong with you? 
Praise God. The seventh is an abomination. Abomination. If someone comes to you and they say they want to talk to you or tell you what someone has done, I recommend you, you do this. Some of you have heard me say, but many, there, are, there are so many new people here. Someone comes to me and they say, uh, not me, but to you. I want to talk to you about this brother. You say, wait. Let me call him. Let me, let, me, let me call him to the meeting. Wait, wait, I'll call him. I want to give him a call right now so he will join us. And uh, you guess, you know, guess what they're going to do? They'll take off running. They'll take off running. Look at my ears. Look at them. My ears are not trash can. These ears are not dustbins. I want to keep these ears clean so that I can keep my heart clean. So that my authority will work. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 4. I'll finish with this. Proverbs in chapter 4. This is so important. Keep my ears clean so that I keep my heart pure so that my authority works. My dominion works. Proverbs in chapter 4. If you have found it, say praise the Lord. My son, verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. I want to hear what God's saying, not what people are saying. Not the negativity coming out of people. I want to hear what God's saying. Can someone say amen? amen. Verse 21. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Verse 23, keep your heart with all diligence or with all vigilance. For from it flow the springs of life. Or from it flows the issues of life. Did you see that? Protect your ears and you protect your heart. Say it with me, protect your ears and you protect your heart. Notice it starts by saying where we read... My son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. And then your heart will be protected. So which means that your ear gate is the doorway to the negativities coming in. You don't want to get your heart messed up. Because if you get your heart messed up and just like you have cobwebs. All over the place. Your authority, your dominion is limited. That is why the man, Smith Wigglesworth, would not let anything negative come out of his mouth because his heart was pure. And because negativity was, would not come out of his mouth, guess what? When he told demons to leave, they left. And sometimes people wonder why the authority is not working. I told the devil to leave. The devil did not leave. Why is he going to leave? Why will he leave when before you met the demon, you were using your mouth to say all kinds of things mm -hmm. that you shouldn't have said? It's terrible today. You finish. You, sometimes you talk to some people, you, you would, you'd need to go take a bath. Honestly, when you finish talking with some people, you need to take a bath. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying if you're dealing with some issues in your life, you can't share the issues you're dealing with. But, but even at that, share them with the right people. Share your issues with the right people. Some people don't have what it takes to understand what you're going through. And they can't even advise you properly. 
and and you just basically washing your dirty linen in public. Because I guarantee you, Instagram will know. <laughs> Facebook will know. And they wouldn't say it like you said it, but they will, they will, they will, they will coin it differently. Change some words and use a different phrase. But some of us are smart. We know. We know what you're saying. When we read it, we know what you mean. <laughs> no, we, we, we know. <laughs> we know what you mean. Protect your heart. Tell your neighbor, protect your heart. If you want to see the kingdom dominion that God has given to you work, ultimum, maximum potential, protect yourself. You have authority. You have dominion in Christ. Come on now, shout amen. amen. Shout your loudest amen. amen. Shout your biggest amen. amen.